<laughs> What's up, good people? It's Tony Baker here, and it's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. Back again, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm pumping these joints out now. I'm pumping them out, making up for lost time. That's what I'm doing. Mm. I, I made, and you know I got my co-host in this thing, water, man. Water is key. Water is key, man. It's May 4th out here. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. That's a little Star Wars saying. And I'm going to dedicate this whole episode to Star Wars, man. So if you ain't about that Star Wars life, hopefully uh, you can find some gems in this 30 minutes. Uh, some, some some little morsels that you might care about in, in what I'm talking about here. If you're in the minority that's not in the Star Wars, because apparently Star Wars is just... Star Wars is a money machine. It's like connected to people's souls out here, man. Star Wars. Star Wars is just, it's beyond just movies to, to people. It's just, and I, I'll be honest with you. I like Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan. I like it, but I don't get excited and adrenaline pumped up for Star Wars like everybody else. Like, I'm not going to camp outside of the movie theater. I'm not going to be dressed in the costume, you know. Playing with the lightsabers is fun though, but uh, I'm just a fan. I'm just a I'm, a I'm a fan of Star Wars. Like when the movies come out, I'm gonna see them the first weekend. But I do that for a lot of movies, so it's not really saying much for me because I'm a fan of movies in general. And um, I'm gonna just break it down. I'm gonna break it down movie by movie. Okay, movie by movie. I'm gonna do it in the order that they came out though. Like I'm not gonna do because you know what we thought was part one, two, and three was actually four, five, and six. I'm not going to do it in that order. I mean, I could, but it's it got, ah. I'm going to just relate to the Star Wars, how it applies to my life, okay? And I was definitely Star Wars over Star Trek. But honestly, the mo- the new the new Star Trek movies are pretty damn good, man. Like, uh, for me, Star Trek in the Darkness was better than the last Star Wars movie, uh, The Force, The Force Awakens. To me, in my opinion, in my in my little humble opinion, I felt like I enjoyed Star Trek in the Darkness more than I did Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I know I'm gonna get slapped in the lips, I'm gonna get strung up, I'm gonna get chased through the town square, but that's just my opinion, man. All right, get off me, get off me. Anyway. Uh, so let's, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about Star Wars, man. So the first one came out in 1977, okay? Came out in 1977, blew the face off of everything, became this monster, phenomenal, ridiculous, dumb hit that uh, just made all all the money. It was just making mad bread, okay? So Star Wars comes out, and it just blew everything out of the water. And, you know, I was born... I was born in 77, so, you know, I was, I was fresh on the scene with the gangster lean in 77. So, you know, of course, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know about the impact and all that. So, 77, I was uh, I was born in May 77. Star Wars, it came out, um, let me look up the date. I'm going to look up the date right now so I can... 
I can give y'all a better uh, interpretation. Man, 1977, dog. That's when this came out. Harrison Ford was looking all young. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi looked like he couldn't fight. You know what I mean? Like, if you looked at if you looked at Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, it looked like he not about that fighting life. You know what I'm saying? It looked like you could serve him up. If he was like, man, let's take this outside, you'd be like, well, let's go outside then, man. You ain't about to do nothing until you go outside and he hit you with the force. But, uh, you know, he, he just didn't look tough to me. You know what I mean? So, anyway, so Star Wars comes out. 1977, it was a great year. 1977 is probably the best year of all time. Okay, I'm going to just say that just because it's my birth year. Feel every piece. So, came out May 25th, 1977. So, I was I was uh, a week old when it came out, literally. I was born May 17th. Star Wars came out right behind me, May 25th, 1977. The production budget was $11 million. $11 million was the budget, okay? It came out, the... Uh, the total domestic gross when it came out was $307 million. And that's 19, that's 1977 money. Okay. They re-released it since then. And like, it's like at 460 million domestically, domestically. Okay. Worldwide. So when it opened that first week, it had like 36,000 per screen, you know, and, uh, if you inflate that today, let's see what that would be today. 1977 money today. So, okay. Star Wars made $1.2 billion domestically in 1977. Domestic lifetime adjusted gross with the, with the re-release, $1.5 billion domestically. Okay. Ridiculous bread. Now the first one, the first one made more worldwide than it did. Oh wait, the first one made more domestically than it did worldwide. Okay, so you got that coming out the gate. They they hadn't seen money like this. I mean, Going with the Wind made crazy money way back in the '30s, but this was like, yo, this was this was another level. This was like we got toys. We got it, it was just a phenomenon. You know, it blew. I couldn't imagine what it was like, you know, at that time. I need to ask my mom, what was it like when Star Wars first came out? Like, what was going on? And she was probably like, I don't know. I was giving birth to your 10-pound butt. I was in the hospital for 82 years trying to push you out. Because she did say when she gave birth to me, my shoulders got stuck. But that's neither here nor there. Don't be judging my broad shoulders. They got stuck. I apologize. Anyway, so Star Wars comes out. You know, so I don't remember I don't remember seeing the first Star Wars until, you know, it was like I feel like I went to the movies to see it. But I, I don't know which was which. So I'm sure I saw it on TV anyway. So Star Wars comes out, slaps everybody in the face, you know, crazy money, blew the world, blew the world away. OK, so then the second one comes out. Star Wars, the Empire strikes back. OK, now that one. What the hell is the, uh, see, man, they got too much going on in here, man. I can't even keep up with this. Oh, oh, so they just going to have it separately. They going to have it separately placed? Well, I can't wait. Hold on. Let me calm down. Let me relax. Let me calm down. Uh, episode one, episode two, episode three. Yeah, they don't even have it listed together. You know what I'm looking for. Stop playing these games with me. All right, hold on. 
Now, Empire Strikes Back, I know this just from just from being a movie nerd. Um, Empire Strikes Back didn't do as well um, at the box office as the Star Wars did. So, you know, it dropped off a little bit. But for me, it was a better movie. Uh, Empire Strikes Back made $209 million at the box office domestically. $209 million. They re-released it later on, so it's like at two ninety domestically. The production budget was $18 million. Okay? First one, it cost $11 million. Second one, $18 million. All right? It made $209 million. Today, that equates to $697 million at the box office. That's how much this movie made. $697 million on an $18 million budget. Okay? Domestically. I'm not even talking worldwide. I'm just talking domestics. So the Empire Strikes Back, that was a nice little drop-off from the first one in terms of money being made. But to me, it was the better picture. It was darker. It was it, the stakes were raised. It was like serious business. And Empire Strikes Back came out May twenty first, nineteen eighty. Okay, right after my birthday again. Star Wars coming out, and I think they took me to the movies to see this. And mind you, you know I got older brothers, so my older brothers had the Star Wars action figures. My brother had the Millennium Falcon. They, we had the sheets, the the blankets, the the pillowcases. I remember the. I remember. Those huge, uh, those big machines, they were walking in. They, I, f- I forget what they call them. They look like big animals. They look kind of like elephants, but they're machines that people ride in and they stomp through the snow. Um, I remember seeing those and being fascinated with that. And I was like, yo, what is all this stuff? You know what I mean? Jabba the Hutt and all that, you know, showing up and whatnot. Uh, I remember Yoda looking like a puppet and whatnot. I remember it being real swampy. You know what I mean? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back to me is probably still the best in the Star Wars franchise. That's the best one to to date. It was darker, man. Everything was raised, man. Everything was more intense. I want to say Luke Skywalker lost a hand, man. It went down. It went down. And here's the thing. Oh, what's up, water? Here's the thing. Star Wars works because the villain works. You know, the characters are great. They're funny. The villain works. I'm going to talk more about the villains in a minute, though. Okay. So, bam. You got Empire Strikes Back. Now, now this one I remember for real, for real. Return of the Jedi. Okay. That's the movie I remember going to see it. I remember we sat super close to the screen. I remember that. And I remember the action scene where they were riding those little, they were like hover motorcycle type joints through the forest where the, where the Ewoks lived and whatever. They was having like chases on those through the forest. I remember being amazed by this joint. And to me as a kid, in my little kid brain, I was like, yo, Return of the Jedi was the best one. That was my favorite one. I liked the name. The Return of the Jedi was a dope name. It was just dope. The Ewoks was all right. They was all right. They was little cute little characters, but you know I, they can they can come and go. The budget they elevated the budget to thirty two point five million. Now now they spending money. Now it made two hundred and fifty two million dollars. It came out May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. Right around my birthday again, man. See, I'm I'm growing with the movie, man. So now in '83, I'm like six years old. 
You know, and, and this is their third movie. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings, except they wasn't releasing it every year. This one, like, every three years. So I remember seeing I'm six years old at the movie theater. You know, it's cracking, packed. We in the front. We so close to the screen. I had to look back to enjoy the movie. It was behind me. That's how close we were. And uh, I remember that being the best one. I was like, yo. And I remember my brother had the toy, the little motorcycle hover thing. And if you hit a button, it like exploded. And so the the character you had sitting on there would just pop off. I was like, yo, this is dope. My, my brother Scott had the best toys. You hear me? He had the best toys. My oldest brother Khalil, he had the best comic books. He had all the comic books. My brother Scott had the best toys. And he was like, don't touch my toys. You're going to break them. And I'll be like, man, just just, just let me dabble in these toys, man. Let me get a taste. He was like, nah, you're going to break them. I ain't going to break them. And I would break them. <clears throat> I'm not going to judge my life, though. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so Turn of the Jedi, $252 million. They re-released it. So it made $309 million domestically, okay? Today, $252 million looks like $715 million at the box office domestically. With the re-release, $831 million domestically. Now, worldwide, these movies ain't really catching on overseas at these times. Like, all three of these made more domestically than they did overseas, which is a rarity for a sci-fi action movie. Because now, sci-fi action does very well internationally now. Like, movies that don't do that well here, they do great overseas. Like, you know, Fast and Furious, for instance, it just came out. It's at over $200 million domestically. Worldwide, it's already over a billion dollars. Like we're overseas, it's made over seven hundred million dollars just overseas. Crazy, right? Anyway, so Return of the Jedi came out, and to me, at the time, at the time, my little young brain, I was I was feeling Return of the Jedi more than the other ones. Okay, and I think it was because it was the mo- it was it was the feeling. I remember seeing it. I remember going to the movie theater. I remember the toys more. It was, and I was older, so my brain was a little bit more, you know, into it then. Boom! So Star Wars blew the world away. They got cartoons. They got merchandise. It's going down. We don't hear from Star Wars again until the year um, 1999 when the Phantom Menace came out. Big hoopla! Like yo. Phantom Menace, we back in these Star Wars streets. The buzz was huge, man. Star Wars was back, 1999. So from so from 83 to 99, you had to wait for the next movie. Now, Phantom Menace comes out. Boom, it comes out. It hits $431 million domestically. $431 million domestically. 474 with a re-release. Over a billion worldwide. It did better. The foreign did better this time. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, $431 million today looks like $749 million. The production budget, though, was $115 million. They spending way more now. You know what I mean? But the Phantom Menace just wasn't as good as the other three. It wasn't as good. It just wasn't as good, man. The characters were stiff. Jar Jar Binks ruined the whole shit. Jar Jar Binks ruined the whole shit. The little kid that played Anakin Skywalker, he was sweet, but he was corny as hell. Man, get this little kid out of here. He was super corny, man. He was corny McClintock. 
And you know the Phantom Menace is 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 set earlier than the than the three Star Wars that came out in the seventies and eighties. So now we're going further back. We we see Darth Vader as a kid. We see Obi Wan as a youth, not a youth, but he was he was way younger on the Jedi tip. But I got no beef with Ewan McGregor as uh, Obi-Wan. Liam Neeson did his thing. Everybody else was Stiff McGee. The little kid was Corny McClintock. And it was just, now you had Darth Maul in there. He was a solid villain, but he didn't last long. He didn't last long, nor did he talk. Or did he talk? I don't remember him talking. Anyway, so you had that $115 million budget. It came out May 19th, 1999, two days after my birthday, Episode one comes out. All right. Now, get the Phantom Menace. Then you got Attack of the Clones that came out in the similar pattern that, that we saw with the with the original Star Wars launch. This is like episode two. This is the second in the re in the reboot. It didn't do as well as the Phantom Menace. Like there was a drop off in gross. Like it, it grossed less. It grossed three hundred and two million dollars at the box office. 310 like with the re-release or whatever 115 million dollar budget as well um uh worldwide it made a little bit more overseas than it did here but just a just a tad now today's money 302 million looks like 459 million at the box office it came out may 16th 2002 it came out the day before my birthday now, I remember watching Attack of the Clones, and I was like, yo, they still stiff in these streets. But it was better than The Phantom Menace. Like, the action was better. They got rid of Jar Jar Binks, punk ass. It, it, it was better. Anakin grew up, but he was still whack. The dude who played Anakin was a whiny bitch, man. He's like, it's just, she doesn't love me. They don't believe in me. I'm getting angry. <laughs> he was a whiny bitch. Like, he was so dope. He was a dope pilot. He was a dope fighter. But he, those emotions, I can't. My temper. I just, I just so frustrated and angry. They killed my mother. Now, now, mind you, that was that was that was a valid beef. That was a valid. That beef was valid as hell. They kill your mother. Of course, you're gonna be whining and hurting. No disrespect to that. But it's just the way he sounded. <laughs> why can't I just do it how come you don't believe in me I got this I was like what happened to the little corny kid from the Phantom Menace he went from corny now you whining he was a little happy confident kid man with special abilities now he out here <laughs> stop man that turned me off that all that turned me off big time. I was like, man, they got they got Darth Vader looking like a hoe out here. You know what I'm saying? I know I know they're trying to develop develop the character as to why he became evil, but still, man, just the whiny tone. I was like, stop. So Attack of the Clones was better. Okay, you, Sam Jackson was up in that thing as Mace Windu, and another highlight of Attack of the Clones, we finally got to see Yoda fight, and Yoda. Could fight. I remember. I remember. I was at the movie theater. Yoda started fighting with the lightsaber. The audience went ballistic. Audience went bananas. There was bananas, grapes, plums. Audience lost their damn mind because yo, Yoda got busy and he was quick as shit too. I was like, damn, he quick. 
He seemed like he'd be hard to fight. I'd be like, man, I don't want no parts of Yoda. Because, you know, I was used to seeing Yoda. He looked like a Muppet in the first three Star Wars. He looked like a straight Muppet. Because, you know, he was a Jim Henson creation. So he had that Muppet look. He kind of looked like Kermit, only different. They was the same. They was the same skin tone. You know, Yoda and Kermit, they might be related in some way. You know what I mean? Probably the same height, you know? Their bodies might be similar because you never see... You never see uh, Yoda without his little robes and stuff. He could have had that, that Kermit build where he got the super long legs and the weird <laughs> the weird upper body. Whenever I see Kermit's full body, it's straight comedy. I don't care how old I get. It's hilarious. Okay, so now. All right, so now we got episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, that's the third in the little revamp. Not a revamp, but like a relaunch we go on the prequels or whatever. Episode three comes out. Comes out May 19th, 2005. May again, two days after my birthday. Comes out 2005. Production budget, $113 million. Revenge of the Sith makes $380 million. Now, it made more than the second one, just like that pattern before. It made less than the first, more than the second. Okay. And to me, it was the strongest of those, the second three. It was the strongest of the second three by far. By far, it was the strongest. It was super dark. Stakes was high. It was sad. It was like, damn, man, you know. Anakin was still a little whiny, little hoe, but he wasn't as whiny. And he was he fully crossed over. And he was like, damn, man, this is what happened to you? It was, like, tragic to see the betrayal. Like, the betrayal just hurt, man. It hurt. Like, when... When he turned his back on the Jedi's like that and sided with the Emperor, I was like, yo, this shit hurt, man. I'm hurting. I wasn't ready for this. And it was funny when Obi-Wan and Anakin fought and Obi-Wan got the best of them. And when, you know, Anakin Skywalker was laying their legs cut off, he was missing an arm. Obi-Wan served him up. And he was just laying there. And then... uh, (laughs) Because Obi-Wan was like, I got the tactical advantage. Don't try to jump. You know, it's, it's going to be messed up for you if you try to do this jump. And Anakin was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. He hopped. Obi-Wan cut them legs off, cut that arm off, and just left him laying there. He was just laying there heated. He was laying there heated. I'm pretty sure you'd be heated, too, if your legs and your arm just got sizzled off. He was pissed. He was like, yeah. I remember him just sitting there growling at Obi-Wan like, oh, you piece of, you a real piece of work. Obi-Wan, you ain't shit, dog. And then add, add insult to injury, they were right next to a lava pit. The lava pit splashes up, gets on Anakin's, and then it, it, it it catches fire. So now not only is he all legs missing, arm missing, now he's on fire. And so he just sitting there literally cooking. He is on the grill, missing legs and an arm, and he just crawling with one arm trying to move forward like, oh, you piece of shit. Oh, I'm going to get you. That's all he could do. He was like, oh, you're a real piece of work. That shit was so funny to me, but sad at the same time. So, and then that's when he became Darth Vader. He got the ugliest costume 
of all time, but Darth Vader is one of the best villains of all time. And that's why once he put the mask on, that's when it was on and cracking. That's when that's when you revert back to episode four, five, and six, which came out in the 70s, 1980, and 83. That's why Darth Vader was one of the coldest villains of all time. Not only did he have James Earl Jones' voice, ain't there's not a hint of wine in James Earl Jones' voice. There's not, there's not a fraction, there's not a millisecond of whiny bitch in James Earl Jones' voice. Matter of fact, the actor that played Anakin Skywalker should have had James Earl Jones' voice the whole time. Even when he was a little kid, he should have had James's voice. Then I would have been like, oh man, this, is, this shit is fire. Because even when he was upset, he was like, my mom. You know, that's, that's different than my mom. <laughs> they should have did that. They should have just had James Earl Jones' voice over Anakin the whole run. When he was a little 10-year-old, James Earl Jones' voice. Let's do it, man. Why not, man? What you got to lose? Star Wars going to make money regardless, man. Just give us James the whole time. That's part of the, that's part of the villainous allure, man. That voice was perfect. So anyway, Revenge of the Sith, I thought it was dope as hell. I liked it. So boom, you know, we ended on that. And then, you know, they got the Clone Wars and all that other stuff, all that little side stuff going on that I didn't keep up with. And then, um, so you got The Force Awakens coming back, you know, boom, big deal. It's a big deal. It takes place, it takes place after Return of the Jedi, okay, which was the third one initially, but it's actually episode six. Boom, comes out, $245 million budget. Look how, look how the budget just ballooned. Star Wars cost $11 million in the 70s. Now the budget is $245 million. Crazy, crazy. And so, all right. So The Force Awakens comes out in December. They done, they done left May behind. I don't appreciate that, Star Wars, George Lucas and them. Keep bringing these out in May, man. I like my birthday month getting all the benefits of this, man. I'm pissed off that you switched it to December, but it paid off. The Force Awakens had the biggest opening of all time. Over two, I think it was like $247 million was the opening weekend. The first weekend, it made $247 million domestically. Uh, it made $936 million at the box office domestically. 936. It almost made a billion dollars just in the United States. Goddamn ridiculous. It made over a billion dollars worldwide. Total worldwide gross two billion dollars. Two billion dollars, man. Star Wars. Boom. Money making. Money making. You got new characters in this thing. You got John Boyega, who's everywhere now. You got the main girl, I forget her name. Han Solo was back in this thing. Princess Leia was back in this thing. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. And then you had you had another Sith Lord who was dope until he took his mask off. Don't take your mask off. In future Star Wars, if you the villain, don't take your mask off until you're dying. Until you like, until you like, I, that's why I ain't got no regrets. That's when you take the mask off. When you take that mask off, like, Ugh, look at his face. And you be like, but that's why I ain't got no regrets. Ugh. 
and then you dial. That's the only time I want to see your mask off. Don't be taking it all for emotional purposes. Like, look at me showing emotion. Once dude, Darcidius or whatever his name was, once he took his mask off, he wasn't scary to me no more. He was done. I was like, man, nah, man. I can't feel him no more, man. And he should have had James Earl Jones' voice. Yeah, I know he was Han Solo's son, but he should have had James Earl Jones' voice the whole time. Man, that's the voice. That's the voice you need. It's funny. James Earl Jones could be a villain or he could be super noble like Mufasa. He got the best voice of all time. I can I can only just I can only pray for just a fraction of that voiceover work that James got. Man. So the Force Awakens was cool, but I, you know, the villain, man, the villain is key. The villain is key, y'all. The villain is so key. And Darth Vader was such a good villain in episode four, five, and six. Then he was a whiny hoe in in one, two, and three. And then three, once he put that mask on and he started breathing, like, that's when it was like, yes, please bring that back. So then they came out with the Rogue One. Now, Rogue One took place, it's in between the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's in between Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars The New Hope. Rogue One is right in between there. Okay, so... Rogue One comes out. That was the last Star Wars joint that got released. It came out and it did numbers, man. It did it did numbers. Now, since it, it wasn't technically, it's not technically another episode, so it doesn't really fall into that. It's kind of like a side story. It's a Star Wars story, okay? Rogue One comes out, $200 million budget. These budgets is crazy, by the way. It made $532 million at the box office. $532 million at the box office. It made another $500 overseas. It made a billion dollars. Just on the side story tip. Not even the regular characters. The side story. A billion dollars worldwide. $532 million. And it got released in December. So I guess December is your new month. December, that's what we're doing now. What happened to May? May was way better. I'm not feeling this change of month. But I get it. Get your money. Rogue One comes out, didn't have a good villain, didn't have a good villain. This little weak-ass general, he got shot a couple times. His fight work was slim to none, man. I was like, this is it, man? He punking everybody? He's just a little general with a little lavish half cape? I was like, man, I'm not buying it, man. He wasn't a good villain like Darth. Darth is in this, though, and he wasn't playing no games. He was choking people up without touching them. Darth Vader was, Darth Vader is key. Let me tell you something. I don't know if y'all, if you haven't seen Rogue One, hit the mute button. Hit the mute button, spoiler alert. For those of you who have seen Rogue One, when Darth Vader shows up at the end, he's he's throughout the movie, but at the end when he's serious business time, that made the movie a letter grade better single-handedly. When he was coming down that walkway, killing people on the way, trying to get the plans, that shit was so dope. Darth Vader is one of the best villains of all time, and he proved it right there in the last five minutes of this movie, man. Super dope on that part. The whole movie as a whole, eh, you know, it was it was it was good, but I wasn't like crazy about it. But anyway, 
That's my that's my Star Wars episode, man. May the fourth be with you guys. I'm sorry if you're not into Star Wars and I bored the hell out of y'all. I apologize, but you know, deal with it. What you gonna do? What what you gonna do then, player? Yeah, but uh, thanks for listening, man. Uh, I'm gonna drop this today. I'm gonna drop it right now. Um, please, 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 please comment under my verbal cardio post. Let me know what you want to hear in the future. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you think about Star Wars. Let me know what you think about my reviews. Um, but please let me know, man. Feedback is key, man. And uh, I'm going to drop this today. And uh, at Tony Baker on Instagram, at Tony Baker Comedy. Wait, at Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram, at Tony Baker Comedy on Snapchat. Um, comedian Tony Baker on Facebook. You can find this podcast on the comic delivery page you can find it on itunes and you can find it on soundcloud man again man thank y'all for tuning in to another session of that verbal guardian